Welcome to the Testimonies Podcast by Ellen G. White. In these podcasts, we will be going through the Testimonies for the Church by Ellen G. White and discussing each section. The Testimonies began as a 16-page pamphlet that was issued in December of 1855, and it gave various counsels to the church that were directed to the church at that time. The goal of this podcast is to discuss how many of the testimonies that Ellen G. White wrote to the church back then still apply to us today. Welcome back. I know it has been a long time since I recorded a podcast, Um, about a month, uh, July 8 was last time, but Hopefully we can get back on track and I can start doing these podcasts a little more often. So where we um, left off was section four, which was about the messenger party. And if you haven't listened to that podcast, you can go back. Um, But today we're going to be discussing parental responsibility. So the section makes a powerful statement when it talks about parents must govern their children and correct their passions. If parents do not do this, God will destroy them in the day of his fierce anger and parents will not be blameless. How do we subdue our children though? If we are too harsh and strict with them, they might rebel. But Contrastingly, if we do not govern them, they may turn out like the priest Eli's sons. Ellen White writes in the book Peter's Counsels to Parents on page 50 that children require daily spiritual attention. For one thing, their lives are changing too rapidly for mere once-a-week guidance. Each day, foundation elements of character are being formed. Another quote from Peter's Counsels to Parents on page 52, she says, Let parents study the first chapter and the second chapter of First and Second Peter. Here is represented the exalted excellence of Bible truth. It teaches that the Christian experience is to be one of steady growth, of constant gain in graces and virtues that will give strength to the character and fit the soul for eternal life. So let's look at 2 Peter 1 verse 5 through 8. It says, And besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. The virtues that Peter is speaking of that we adults need are the same ones we often try to preach to our children from the time they are toddlers. A two-year-old does not understand the concept of being patient, and they may not understand what it means to be kind. 
But parents are an example to them, and they demonstrate these virtues to their children so their children emulate them. Many times it seems that mothers bear the whole responsibility of caring for children and being in the home. But fathers have a responsibility as well. In Adventist Home on page 211, Ellen White says this, The husband and father is the head of the household. The wife looks to him for love and sympathy and for aid in the training of the children. And this is right. The children are his as well as hers, and he is equally interested in their welfare. The children look to their father for support and guidance. He needs to have a right conception of life and of the influences and associations that should surround his family. Above all, he should be controlled by the love and fear of God and by the teaching of his word that he may guide the feet of his children in the right way. As we think about the statement that I just read, we realize that fatherhood responsibility not only extends to the children, but to the wife as well. The wife looks to the husband for love and sympathy and support, as well as training their children. One day I was driving to work and God convicted me of something happening with my wife and our one-year-old daughter. He reminded me that every day while I was at work, my wife was at home taking care of the one-year-old. At the time, my wife was pregnant and not feeling well, and yet she still had to go through raising our daughter. My wife did not need me to be critical of her parenting methods or tell her what she was doing wrong. She needed me to support her and be there for her. So the father also serves as an example of being a spiritual leader for the family. In Adventist Home on page 212, Ellen White says the father is in one sense the priest of the household, laying upon the altar of God the morning and evening sacrifice. The wife and the children should be encouraged to unite in this offering and also engage in the song of praise. Morning and evening, the father, as priest of the household, should confess to God the sins committed by himself and his children through the day. Um, when, when I think of that, I think of Job, who would pray for his children and offer sacrifices for his children and for his family. Those sins which have come to his knowledge, and also those which are secret, of which God's eye alone has taken to cognize should be confessed. This rule of action, zealously carried out by the father when he is present, or by the mother when he is absent, will result in the blessing to the family. I know sometimes um, if the father is gone, if he has to work late or... Um, for whatever reason he can't be there the mother should also take that responsibility but when the father is there he should very much the whole family needs to participate in worshiping and in um in evening worship morning worship you know um and 
there, there should be a family worship time. It is easy for me to speak about fathers and the responsibility we have, but I do not want to dwell on the responsibility, but I do not want to dwell on the responsibilities of mothers in this podcast, but I can't leave them out either. So it says again in Adventist Home, lots of lots of good quotes from that book. Um, on page 234. To lead them to Jesus is not all that is required. The children are to be educated and trained to become disciples of Christ, that our sons may be as plants grown up in their youth, that our daughters may be as cornerstones polished after the similitude of a palace. This work of molding, refining, and polishing is the mother's. The character of the children is to be developed. The mother must engrave upon the tablet of the heart lessons as enduring as eternity, and she will meet the displeasure of the Lord if she neglects this sacred work or allows anything to interfere with it. The Christian mother has her God-appointed work, which she will not neglect if she is closely connected with God and imbued with his spirit. I want to end this podcast with some advice for both mothers and fathers. Mothers, pray for your husbands. Pray that God will enable them to be good fathers, to be there for you, to support you in raising your children together. Pray that you will find the strength to uplift your children's father. And fathers, pray that God will give you wisdom and discernment with your family. Pray that God will give you strength to uplift your family and to be the priest of the household that you are ordained by God the Father to be. Pray for a strong gentleness that brings peace to your family and keeps them in the hands of God. Thank you for joining me today. Um, I will be back next week. Um, I'm, I'm not going to take another month off for a while. I've, I've already got a few more podcasts written, so I will be back and we'll, we'll keep this thing going. So have a great week. Thank you.